Hello and welcome to another episode of the British English Podcast. I'm using a chat GPT introduction. I asked it, give me one regarding this episode and, and here's what it sounds like. So let's go. I'm your host, Charlie Baxter, and today I have a special treat for you. We'll be shining a light on some of the positive news stories from 2023 that you might have missed. In a world where it can feel like negativity is everywhere, it's important, I think, to highlight the good news that often goes unnoticed. And uh, before we dive into our fascinating conversation, I'm thrilled to introduce you to a fantastic podcast that I've recently discovered. And uh, I know you'll love it too. It's called Send7, and it's hosted by the brilliant Stephen Devincenzi. Send7 is all about providing you with a daily seven-minute rundown of the most important global news stories delivered in clear and concise English. So if you're looking to keep up with current events while also polishing your English skills, Send7 is the perfect podcast for you. Let's introduce Stephen and yeah, see what stories we have to unveil for you. How are you doing, Stephen? Thank you for joining me today. I am very well. Thank you, Charlie. It's great to be here. Good. You told me off air that you're in Canterbury, right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. I'm in Canterbury, which is in the southeast of England. And it's most famous for the home of Canterbury Cathedral, which is the centre of the English church, the Church of England. Sorry to get all analytical on you for a second, but from seeing the statistics of what people listen to this show on, it is safe to say that you are most likely using Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts, which means you could be missing out on the free worksheet for this specific episode, which teaches you at least 10 phrases totally free. And there's more, because upon getting access to this week's free worksheet, you actually unlock access to every single free worksheet I've ever made, which is well over 100 episodes. So that's 100 times 10. Let me do my calculations. Oh my God, you are losing out on learning a minimum of 1,000 phrases for free. I know, I know, you're thinking, hmm... Uh, it won't be convenient, though. I just want to open my podcast player, select the latest episode and get on with my day. Well, I know that feeling all too well. So I went and built an app for this very reason. You can download the app, open the free worksheets and listen to the latest podcast episode within three clicks. I tested it myself, meaning you can enjoy the episode whilst getting on with your day. And then when you hear a word you want to learn, unlock the phone and there it is right under the play button. It's amazing. And did I mention completely free for you? It cost me a fair amount of money to build. So I'd love for you to use it. So yes, do us both a favor, pause this episode, download it right now and enjoy the free worksheet that complements this very episode. To do that, open the show notes of this episode and click the relevant link or open your device's app store, search the British English podcast app or BEP, that's B-E-P. 
P. Oh, and if you're not wanting to get the app, then just head over to the website, thebritishenglishpodcast.com slash freebies. That's F-R-E-E-B-I-E-S. Go on, pause, download the app and resume. You won't regret it, I promise. Church of England, as in Henry VIII, like put that on the map? That is exactly right. Funny story. He wanted to get divorced and you couldn't get divorced in the Catholic Church. So he started his own religion just so that he could get divorced. Well, that's the short version of the story. That's how the Church of England was made. It's still the most popular religion in England today. Yeah, it is incredible. It's also confusing because he beheaded quite a few of his wives. And I feel like if he was up for beheading somebody, does he really feel the need that the church will agree with him to, you know, remarry in the name of God? Yeah, I've often thought the same thing. If somebody has the power to chop off people's heads, surely he would have the power to just uh, divorce someone as well. Or, Or why didn't he just chop off their heads as well? Uh, If I knew more about this history, then I'd be able to tell you. Maybe next time we we have a chat, I'll be able to tell you exactly why he he needed to create his own religion instead of uh, just chopping off all their heads. But it went, had six, wasn't it? Divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. Yeah. That's what we learned. Yeah, it is something that we learned. And you just uh, told me again, off air, that uh, you are also a primary school teacher And was it in primary school that we learned this or secondary school? Yeah, Um, I think I probably learned that in secondary school, though obviously not well enough because I should be able to tell the whole story of Henry VIII and uh, I can't. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose it's quite a vicious story for kids under the age of 10 or 11. Can I just say, I heard that fantastic intro written by ChatGPT. Thank you, ChatGPT. I just wanted to say that just before talking to you now, I listened to your last episode of the British English podcast where you compared two stories where you were meeting Alan Partridge. Partridge. Yes. One written by ChatGPT and one written by you. And I've got to say, after I listened to the chat GPT one (laughs) that you read first, I thought, wow, that is amazing. I can't believe that it's able to... It's impressive, isn't it? It's really impressive. But, 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 I'm very happy to say that after listening to yours, I thought, actually, that was way better. Had a lot more personality. It was more fun. I think it got the idea of who Alan Partridge was more than uh, chat GPT was able to do. So... You're, you're not going to lose your job Few. anytime soon. Few. That's good to hear. Yeah, I'm glad that you appreciated that there was hopefully a bit of a, a human touch to the second story. I did think that in the episode I could say you can tweak the stories. You can say, OK, that wasn't that funny. Give it a bit more humour. OK, that needs a bit more depth. But then I yeah. thought that would be quite hard to beat. So I didn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> So, Stephen, you do a podcast called Send 7 and you're focusing on telling the news in very clear, concise English every single day, right? Every single day? Yeah, Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday. Got Saturday and Sunday off. Give him him a break, especially Sunday, day (laughs) of rest. You've been doing that for, I think you said, just over or just about to be three years as of the date at the moment, which is at the end of April 2023. Is that right? Yeah, last week, last Monday, it was three years of uh, doing it 
uh, at least five times a week. Great milestone. Yeah, for anybody who hasn't listened, Simple English News Daily is exactly that. So every day it's seven minutes of a quick run around the world. We always have two stories from each continent, at least two, sometimes three, sometimes four. A couple of stories from Africa, a couple of stories from Europe, a couple of stories from the Americas, a couple of stories from Asia and Oceania, told in the most simple way that they can be told. Nice. Um, and the English level is generally kind of upper intermediate, maybe uh, kind of B2 level. Sometimes it gets into kind of C1 level if it's not possible to simplify a story even more than that. But that's the kind of level that it normally ends up as. I can imagine it might be difficult to simplify some stories. So you take two from each continent, more or less, each day. When I was living in Australia, I, I sometimes felt like they leaned on European news a lot more, especially when it wasn't a big day in the office in Australia. There wasn't much going on. Do you feel like the news in Oceania is not always as lively? I mean, it's probably a good thing. If there's not news, it's normally that life is yeah. going okay. Well, I think there's a good reason why there's probably not as much news from Australian Oceania. And that is because there's just far, far, far less people in that part of the world than everywhere else. I think the total population of Australia, New Zealand and the Pacific Islands is only something like between 1% and 2% of the world's population, whereas uh, the population of Asia is more than half of the world's population. It's kind of most news is driven by humans. It's kind of understandable that there's more news from, well, especially Asia, but every other continent compared to Oceania. Yeah. Sorry, Oceania, but kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. One, because I often felt like I was in the middle of nowhere or right at the bottom of the world and no one was around. And then the other one, I suppose the the big stories, the animals, like the shark attacks, they get a lot of press. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of incredible animal problems that you get in Australia that you just don't have in most other places, right? Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, it's never going to happen that in England or in France you have a crocodile attack or people having to be taken to hospital because they've been bitten by a snake or a spider or something, had a, a boxing match with a kangaroo. I also really appreciate how in England now, where I am, when I go through like a, a dusty cupboard or like I, I clean the corner or I, I put a, a plug in the corner or something like that and it's got cobwebs, I'm not fearful. I'm just like, ah, it's only a cobweb and a little spider. <laughs> I, ha I have heard that there are some in the UK that might be a bit naughty. But yeah, generally, I feel yeah. really confident going into a cobweb in England, which is fantastic, yeah. isn't it? Totally. Yeah. I worked on a, a strawberry farm in Australia for a couple of months, a long, long time ago. And the farmer told us that where we leave our shoes, we have to block our shoes, like put some socks in there or something to make sure that when we put our feet in our shoes in the morning, there isn't a spider in there, which is going to bite us. Yeah. All oh, right. So you, you did you did the farming. So you must have done at least a year to two years in Australia, right? No, actually, uh, I was only in Australia for, for one year. But uh, yeah, spent a couple of months on a strawberry farm anyway, just for the experience, <laughs> make a bit of money picking some strawberries. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, that's interesting. Because most people fear that yeah. part 
and they're like, oh, do I really want to do it? I really, really want another year in Australia. Okay, I'll do it. I'll sacrifice a, a month or two. And it's very harsh conditions there. Did you find yeah, it was yeah, difficult? Yeah. So, yeah, it was torrential rain or incredible heat, you know, 40 degrees or something, which makes it either way really, really difficult to pick strawberries. Yeah, good experience anyway. Wow. Okay, right. Lovely to have you here. And uh, as we said in the introduction or chat GPT prompted, we will be talking about the news and we'll be doing some positive stories that Stephen has suggested that would be good to go through that have come up in the earlier part of this year. Is that right? Yeah, or over the last year. Over the last year. Okay. So the first one is within the category of medicine. I feel like I should be shuffling some papers right now and pretending to be a (laughs) co-anchor on a news channel. Yeah, news just in. We have a possible cure for HIV. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. In fact, there's already been, I believe, five people who have actually been cured of HIV, which is really, really incredible because this is something which has existed for probably about 100 years and has been total epidemic since the 1980s, and unfortunately still kills a lot of people today. But over the last year or two, there's been, I think, five people now who have actually been completely cured. And the way that that has happened is by having a stem cell transplant, which has resulted from a person who is immune to or resistant to HIV into the person with HIV. And that has actually resulted in these people being cured. Wow. Okay. I've heard about stem cell. I thought it was normally for if you've got an injury or like a bad joint and you then get some stem cells put in that joint somewhere around the joint and then it kind of regrows positive, good, well-behaved cells and then the pain goes away. Is that also the same? Is that stem cell research? I'd like to take a break from this episode to tell you that this show is funded by you, the listener. That's right. Not through a charitable donation, but through providing you with two hugely beneficial learning resources. One is called The Academy and the other is called The Premium Podcast. The Academy doors are currently shut until further notice, but The Premium Podcast is open for you to sign up to right now. So if you listen to this show regularly... Uh, say once a week perhaps, and you want me to continue producing it, then I need your help because this is my full-time job. And I also want to provide free education for those who really cannot afford it. But if you are in a situation where you can spare £7 a month for loads of bonus podcast content, manually edited transcripts and extended glossaries and flashcards, then I'd love you to consider supporting the show because that will give me a way to continue doing what I love to do and for those who really cannot afford it, to get a free education. You can find out more by clicking the relevant link in the show notes of this episode or head over to thebritishenglishpodcast.com or download the British English Podcast app in your app store. Back to the episode. I think you are right. Yeah. And I think that what you're talking about might be uh, cells from your own body. 
I think. But in this case, it would be from somebody else being put in there. I'm not overly qualified to talk about this subject because I'm, I'm not a doctor. But from what I know, this has been done and saved a few people. But the reason that it can't be just used for everybody is because there are some risks associated with it. So they can't roll it out completely to everyone. But scientists are, are hoping that these first few people that have actually been cured is the start of other people being cured in amazing. a less risky way. Yeah, yeah, that is so, so positive. And yeah, it's amazing how the news really does focus on, what do they say? If it bleeds, it leads. That's the kind of trend in, in journalism, in the, the headline of the, the newspaper, the front page. If it's negative, it goes first. So why do you think that is? Well, actually, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to, being able to uh, come on here today onto your podcast, to talk about some good news in general. Because really, I think... What makes headlines every day are instantaneous new things that have happened in the world, and generally they are bad. Good news normally develops slowly over a long time. So, for example, with this, people being cured of HIV, it's a process which takes a really, really long time of many, many scientists or doctors, people working on some medicine, which takes a long, long time to be produced and then used. If you compare that to an earthquake where some people die, the earthquake makes the news because it happened yesterday, because it happened this morning. Whereas the a new vaccine or something like that is a, a really slow development, even though in the end it may save hundreds, thousands, millions of people. It doesn't have a specific day where it is done which is why it's more difficult to find the moment to include it in the news. I always try to have some good news in Simple English News Daily because I am aware of that. There you go. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Of course. Yeah, it's a slow, progressive, like a grind. Like you've got to really work hard to make a good thing happen. And yeah, an accident can happen instantly, can't it? And uh, I don't know why I'm thinking of car, like uh, car crashes, but you never really report 5,000 successful journeys happened today. Be a little bit boring, wouldn't it? It would be. Yeah. It would be. <laughs> I was told once that it's yeah. our negativity bias. When we were learning how to be civilized, it would be more important to remember where the snake was rather than the berries, because if we forget where the snake was, we're dead. But if we forget where the berries are, we've got another day to learn where new berries are. So we're kind of That's a good point. naturally drawn towards negativity because it's survival instinct kind of makes sense in my mind with that kind of analogy, that simplistic. Yeah. I don't have any data on this, but because you mentioned it, I think that the amount of people who are, uh, die or, or have injuries from car crashes in general is actually just going down all the time as well. So that's a, a positive point <laughs> Very nice. to say, even though I don't have any statistics on that right now. There's a really nice book yeah. on this that got a lot of heat, actually. Ah, can I even remember the title and the author? Is it Steven Pinker? Yes, thank you. Can you remember yeah, it, the yeah. title? Better Angels of Our Nature. I think it was... Hang on, He's just... written a few, but yeah. that's his general thesis. But yeah, I really like Steven Pinker. He makes some really, really good points. Is it Enlightenment Now? 
Yeah, that's the more recent one. Yeah, the one that I said was a bit older, but it's similar. The Case for Reason, Science, Humanism and Progress. He's gone through... I th- yeah, yeah, I haven't read that one. I've read... it's His books, are, uh, each one of them is like a Bible. It's uh, They're so big. I've got The Better Angels of, of Our Nature on my uh, bookshelf, which is half read and it's brilliant. But uh, people keep putting other books uh, on top of it and telling me, oh, that one, you've got to read that one first. So. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Stephen. But, yeah. <laughs> But he's really, it's quite inspirational. Just really simple things that you just don't think about that just actually make the world seem better than it's ever been because it, it actually is, statistically. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And talking of which, let's go on to the next positive news story. News just in, malaria vaccine approved? Can we say approved? Yeah, more or less. And this one is actually very new because I think Ghana was the first country to properly approve it, this Oxford malaria vaccine just two weeks ago and since then i think a couple of other countries possibly nigeria have also given their approval for this vaccine the serum institute of india is going to make 20 million doses available this year and according to trials done by oxford in burkina faso it's 80 percent effective which is pretty good when you've got this disease which still kills hundreds of thousands of people every year. This is looking really, really hopeful. Yeah, that is. I donate to a charity that focuses on providing malaria-repellent mosquito net. They, they've been, like, dosed in it, I guess, or, yeah. like, they've got yeah. the repellent around them. <clears throat> and, um, and it's, like, $2 for one net that would cover two adults for three years. And um, wow. I've been really, really invested in, in, in that. But um, that is so obviously, good, yeah, thank you. It is really, really nice to, to feel like I can do that. But it's like such a small yeah. part that I, I do right now. But I, I want to continue to do more. But uh, it's obviously prevention is better than the cure. It's a funny coincidence that you should mention that you give money to a malaria charity, actually, because the my podcast, Send7, donates 10% of the of its profit to effective altruism charities which is just this kind of it's not a charity itself it's an organization which chooses which charities are the most effective places to to donate in terms of either saving lives or improving lives and malaria charities are always at the top effectively if you want to make your money go the furthest and just save the most lives and or improve the most lives uh, malaria charities always at the top of the ones that are the most effective is this the one called the life you can save by peter singer no I, i'm not sure if that's a charity or an it's or an, an organization. organization so yeah it's yeah. an organization that kind of vets the charities mm. and then it puts them at the top and then it kind of suggests which ones are the most effective per dollar well this is exactly the same oh. i'm not sure if they they're connected to effective altruism so oh i have heard of that uh, yeah effective altruism, seven gives to you yeah. I think I've I've heard of Peter Singer as well. I think I might have read something by him. I I'm not sure if those two things are connected or not. Yes, but, they are. Yeah, yeah. I've just checked on Wikipedia. Uh, Peter Singer comes up. Ah, oh, there we go. Well, Give to the same you, thing. Nice. Preventative rather than the cure. I'm getting at the point that I'm giving to provide nets, but obviously better would be to find the cure to this disease rather than a net. So that's fantastic. That would save like surely the most amount of lives possible totally yeah i think at the moment something like six hundred thousand people die every year of malaria which is actually less than it was than it has been i think that's actually half of what it was just 
20 years ago. So it is coming down already through other actions. There is the widespread of a malaria vaccine, which it looks like there should be very soon. Then it should come down even more dramatically. And one of the best things about this vaccine from Oxford is that it seems to be pretty cheap and quite easy to transport and uh, store. I don't know if you remember during the COVID-19 pandemic that one of the problems that we had with some of the vaccines was that they were, well, some of them were just very expensive anyway, but also they had to be stored at minus whatever degrees and they only lasted for a couple of weeks or something like that. And that was a, a big problem. But with these vaccines, they're pretty cheap. I'm not sure exactly how much. And they don't need to be kept at any particular temperature. And they last for two years or something. They should be pretty easy to distribute. Very good. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, it was interesting. That is another hurdle already overcome. Wonderful, That's wonderful right. stuff. Possible cure for HIV, malaria vaccine in the work. And the last medicine-based news bulletin is cancer vaccine by the end of the decade. That seems very hard to believe. Is that... I know. Is that Yeah, I know. Legit? It does. Yeah. From what I can see, yeah. The, the only thing is, I'm not sure if vaccine is the right word, because this is a kind of technology, I'm not sure what you call it, where they take a little bit of the cancer. If somebody's already got cancer, they would take a little bit of that cancer before they uh, destroy it. And then they uh, make a, a vaccine specifically for that person made up of including the cancer that that they have just that they've taken out of them and it's to stop that cancer from ever coming back so it's for people who have already had cancer to stop them from regressing as they say having that cancer come back the tests are quite new but they seem to be very effective so far wow so do we, do we know yeah. a name of it like immunotherapy i think was a, a fairly new cancer treatment in the last decade i think We've got chemo and radiotherapy, but immunotherapy, I heard, was the latest. And so this one, not quite a vaccine, or maybe it's like tailor-made vaccine. It seems to be a tailor-made vaccine. Tailor-made yeah, vaccine. That's right. We're extending the, uh, we're reaching the extents of my uh, medical knowledge. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I mean, seven minutes to tell, what, 14 stories? Is that right? Do you fit 14 uh, stories no, in? Maybe, maybe 10. 10 stories. There's still... You've got to get through them. So it's, it's kind yeah, of like the headlines and a, and a bit of info and then move on. Yeah, that's right. Do you think that your general awareness of the global news has improved significantly since doing this podcast? I was always a news junkie. <laughs> uh, I've always been somebody who reads a lot and uh, watches a lot and listens to a lot of, of news anyway. Um, but yeah, I suppose now I've just uh, been able to to do it all the time and, and uh, without feeling guilty about uh, the time that I'm spending reading it, which is good. And you said yeah. you said earlier that you uh, listened to the news in different languages to learn those languages. Yeah. That's is that still important to you? Do, you? do you listen to it in was it French and Spanish? Yeah, I listen to something in French every day. I'm lucky that my girlfriend is Spanish, so I can talk to her in Spanish whenever I like. Mm -hmm. and, uh, that's easier. But uh, yeah, one of the main kind of drives for creating Simple English News Daily was really the fact that I learned a lot of Spanish and French just by keeping up with the news in those languages. So listening to the radio, 
listening to podcasts since since I got a smartphone in 2018 or something. Yeah, a really big uh, motivating factor for me. And yeah, I still listen to this podcast called uh, RFI, on, what's it called? Uh, Journal en Français Facile, uh, like a, a simple French uh, journal or something. Yeah, just a, kind of a French news roundup every day. That's great. You're a great friend to have for people like me who don't really tune into the news on a day-to-day basis because... You know, if you've got these friends, then you'll never be without the really, really significant headlines because they will always keep you up to date. Do you do that with some of your friends? What do you mean exactly? Do you update some of your friends? Like if you go down to the pub and then you're like catching up, do you um, mention any of the big stuff that you feel like some of them might not know? I don't know. Maybe I, I, I probably allow them to ask me if they want to. And, you know, I've got some friends who are really into world events and want to talk about that stuff. And then I've got some people who just aren't interested and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that aren't interested, you you don't suddenly get your like uh, Spotify app out and press play on your latest episode and you start miming it <laughs> in front of them. No, not at all. Although I do know a few people who say that they listen to Send7 because they don't want to listen to the news in general. They're not interested in the rest of it. So they know that they can just go seven minutes and I'm done. Oh, that's a great point. Really good. Yeah, (laughs) I like that. I might do that. Yeah, good, cool. We're going to carry on into part two and three with some juicy other news stories. But if that's all you have time for today, then thank you very much for listening. And I encourage you to head over to Send7, where Stephen keeps people updated with daily news. Simple English News Daily. That's the right slogan, yeah? That is absolutely right. It's Simple English News Daily in your podcast apps, or you can go to send7.org on the internet. Perfect. That's it. Cool. Okay, guys, we'll see you next week, but thank you very much. We will leave it there for part one of today's episode. Thank you very much for listening up to this point. If you did want to listen to part two and part three of this conversation, then you can head over to the BritishEnglishPodcast.com and check out the premium podcast or academy memberships. The premium podcast gives you access to the full conversation along with extended glossaries, transcripts and flashcards, whereas the academy gives you all of that plus exclusive videos and audios for the season-based episodes explaining the vocabulary, exampling them, giving you quizzes, writing assignments and weekly speaking classes on Zoom. But if you were just here for part one of this conversation, then I thank you very much for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed the show. Do grab that free worksheet by clicking the link in the show notes. My name's Charlie and I will see you next week on the British English Podcast. <laughs>